never before seen in this day and age. From the silent era, it is Metropolis. Thank you for listening to Let the Right Films In, your podcast in the IMDb 250. We're going to be talking about Metropolis today, but first, allow me to introduce myself. I, I just met you. This is crazy. But let's save some kids from drowning, maybe. <laughs> oh my god. Tyler Hannon. With me today, I'm, I'm very honored to have this guest. She was mesmerizing in the movie. It is Robot Maria's Nickel Passies, Kayla St. Ange. Hello. I and, shall hypnotize you. <laughs> and joining us, rejoining us again, we are very honored to have the Guardian of the Heart Machine here, Phil Meyer. Hi. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's go. Let's go riot. Yeah, so <laughs> you, uh, wait, you failed wait, your job. Don't, don't riot. riot. Don't riot. Don't riot. That's, you you, you guys you thing? guys left all your kids. They might be dead now. Okay, yeah. let's go riot. <laughs> you failed your job though. Like you were supposed to I guard did. the heart machine, and now there's no heart machine. I didn't so. I didn't guard the heart machine, and then all of a sudden I was just I'm just on your side. Let's go. Yeah. yeah so if you it. get so if you get fired from the upper world, you get sent to the lower world. What happens if you get fired from the lower world? Like, do you just to the go further you? down? <laughs> I think I, you go further down. Oh man. But I think what this says about me is. I am very easily swayed. <laughs> this is true. You are uh, you're a very you have you're very passionate. I'm very passionate and, and I stand uh, by my I, I stand by my passions and I stand by my I stick to my guns and then Yeah, let's go do this. Yeah, you wear your heart on your sleeve and then you take that arm and you just you know, use it to pummel people and it's yeah. uh yeah, just you the know, one arm though. Just the one arm. Just the I one never arm. use the other. Arm. Only the Man, one with the heart on. Not that this isn't fun, but we're not really ready to talk about Metropolis quite yet. I, that's true. Because that is not the format of any episode we've ever had. So no. some people believe in progress. Maybe but we could. I guess we could talk about some things that we recently watched. I guess. Bill, what have you recently watched? Oh, what have I recently watched? Well. Metropolis, funny enough. No, well, yeah, Metropolis. <laughs> no. Um, I watched Creed. Ooh, I watched and that Creed is right now my third favorite movie of all time because it was absolutely amazing. I cried three times during it, like unabashedly, like tears streaming down my face, sobbing into my shirt. It was the and... male song, wasn't it? Man, I'm gonna have to watch. Yes, I, I, I cried during that part. Yes, I absolutely cried during that part. It was a great, I cried, it was I cried during that part. I cried when um, he walked into the locker room in London and that when he got the gift. And, oh, my God, I just broke down. And then I cried at the end. And I was almost brought to tears by the, um, the second fight where it's all one shot. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's... I could watch. I could watch that forever. It was 
so beautiful. Yeah, that one take fight scene is absolutely preposterous. Oh, I, it was amazing. Don't know how, but I, I didn't. I didn't believe it at first. I was like, that couldn't have. They couldn't have done that. But oh, it was, it was amazing. Like I knew about it, but even watching, it, I was like, they're just still going. And yeah, and I didn't going. think it would be ten minutes, but it was. And the fact that it swings back, like it, like. It isn't just one rounded out, like they're swinging back to the corner and into the stands. Yeah, back to the corner and into the stands. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, Kayla, you need to watch this movie. It's (sighs) fantastic. I know. Just don't. It's like the best version of this sports movie that we're going to get. I've never seen Rocky. You don't need to see Rocky. You don't need to see Rocky, but let's be honest. If you haven't seen Rocky, like, that is one of the best movies ever made. Well, it's like, on the list, so at some point I will have to watch it. Yeah, and Rocky, we're going to watch all of them. Yes. Every Rocky. Yes. Rocky Balboa. And then we're going to watch the Rambos. And yes. Then, and, and, then, and then the Expendables. Yeah, and then the Expendables. <laughs> um, and we'll have to, we'll have to, uh, you'll have to um, tie Kayla down and like pry her eyes open for the Expendables probably. Yeah, we're actually be... let the Sly films in now. i saw a thing online last week that was like well since sly didn't win his award it's gonna be like creed 2 this is awkward guys but the cancer's back and i need an oscar (laughs) i also saw that and it was great let's be honest though stallone did a damn good job in that movie like okay oh the, the whole cast was incredible and um what was his name? Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Not being nominated, even oh, like that is a crime. He's so good. I just he can't was believe amazing. that they nominated the white person in that movie. Like I just <laughs> oh, also I straight out of Compton, they so... nominated the white. Oh, dude. I know, I know. So... But we won't get into that. Because well, I just want to say, like I said this on a previous episode, like I like Sly in the movie, but he's like my tenth favorite thing about it, maybe. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, like, he's, he's nowhere no near the top, but he 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 definitely. The Rocky movies are weird because it definitely shows like those are the movies that show his acting chops more than anything, mm-hmm. and you'd never think that like going in. <laughs> it wasn't the Expendables. Yeah, my my ex literally just like super vouched for the Expendables movies all the time. No, he owns no. all three of them. I don't. Well, they're not good. I don't know if even Expendables fans vouch for all three of them. No, they don't. They don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, well, we'll get there, Kayla. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Let the Sly um, films in. Oh, I also, I also, um, my sister came home from college, and we watched Gem and the Holograms together because oh, no. she oh didn't God. believe me how bad it was. Wait, no, you already talked about Gem and the Holograms she, on the I podcast. Know. This is cheating. She, are, she, she agrees with me now. <laughs> and it is my life's goal to make you two watch it in the same room with me. So, why, do you, why do you hate us? I just... I don't, but you must suffer as I have. I, I did know. see you'd watch it again on Letterboxd, I think. Yeah. Or maybe it was Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was Letterboxd. Yeah. And, I, and I was we, confused. We, I, I was like, whole, Phil, I liked the whole thing, too. It was, it was bad. It was bad. But, yeah. I had to mention that. But I also watched The Witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so good. It was so good. And I was, oh, I, I'm still walking around just under my breath going, Black Phillip. Black Phillip. It's, I, oh. Did you get to see it with an audience that wasn't full of pieces of shit? 
No, well, yes, in terms of your pieces of shit, but no, in terms of people who, like, when the movie ended, were like, that was terrible. I don't care if they want to talk shit once the movie's over. Oh, Just shut the but, fuck up during oh, the movie. Yeah, during? There no, was no. one hero, he, the, the heroic guy during the movie was like, why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> he was, no, it was even better because he, he was like, there's like 10 minutes left. <laughs> just so exasperated. I just, yeah. Uh, I hate, movie, I hate though. people. No, it, it pissed me off when it ended though. Cause everyone was like, that's it. And a couple people were laughing at the ending and I was like, dude, are you kidding to, me? Yeah. We're going to it see it tomorrow. so good. <laughs> We're going to see it tomorrow at, like, noon, and I'm really hoping that there's not going to be anyone else in the theater because I yeah. don't want to hear anybody talking. I no. just want to watch the movie and it's, enjoy it's, it. Yeah, it's such a good movie. The last time we went and saw a movie with these people was The Forest, and so, mm. I mean, granted, we've already seen The Witch, so we know, but I'm just glad it'll be a better experience than that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> at least in terms of the quality of I feel film. like literally anything would be a better experience than watching The Forest, uh, but... You know, this is two episodes in a row. I don't know, you could go watch Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> we, um... we could not. We could <laughs> pass on that. Nah, you'll... No, don't worry, I'll have it in the Blu-ray player when you... what's gonna happen is we're no, gonna... No, I won't have it in the Blu-ray player. And Phil's gonna get us drunk, and he's gonna put on the movie, and we're not gonna be able to do anything about it. You know, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna... even gonna get you drunk. <laughs> You're I'm just... gonna watch it stone I'm gonna talk about how good it is. No. I'm gonna talk about how good it is. But, man, this is a really catchy song. <laughs> I... This is better def- than Pitch Perfect. I defy you to talk about how good that movie is after you see it. I will. <laughs> I, will talk I about defy it you. It's ah. Oh. Kevin the Holograms is the greatest film of 2015. Oh my god. I just want to put that on record. So. Right now. Moving on. Five stars. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> Fury Road came out. Well, it sucks that it just had to come out in the same year as Gem and the Hollywood. It really like, is unfortunate for Fury Road. What were they supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I'd just... agree with you if Kesha was in more than a minute of the movie, but <laughs> it's just she no wasn't. Contest. She wasn't. But, okay, yes, that's what I've been watching. We'll, we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> Again. <laughs> that's what I've been watching. Um, Kayla. I have, okay, so last week I was sick. And I was trying to find something that was, like, really low commitment to watch. And, unfortunately, we have pretty much cycled through all of the good anime on Netflix. And while I have a website where I can watch... Wait, wait. What? You're you're speaking in oxymorons here. Good anime? Shut up, Phil. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You watch anime. Yes, but I I know to say that it's not good. Anyway, whatever. So I watched I watched two episodes of Sword Art Online. And it's so good until mid-season. <laughs> really? Because I thought it was really bad right it's away. It's so good until mid-season. <laughs> and then it's... Like, if you think it's bad right away, you should continue watching because it gets so much worse. <laughs> I don't have time for that. But oh, like, God, it's so, so bad. Alright, so first of all, my first beef with this is that I'm expected to believe that an experienced gamer would ever be nice enough to take time out of his launch day experience to train some fucking new loser <laughs> on how to play the game and defeat the wild boar or whatever. Like, right away, I already don't believe anything that this series is selling me because gamers are almost 
always bad people, and I don't... Well, apparently, like, I'm what? a figment of Kayla's imagination, because I do that on launch day and WoW. Yeah, but you're the only nice person that's probably ever video gamed, so... I video gamed? <laughs> For the most part. The only nice person. <laughs> yes, in a non-hyperbolic statement. <laughs> no, but yeah, it just, like, the plot is so thin, it's literally, like... It's oh, just, it, like, it you is pretty much. Yeah, you're pretty much just like watching a let's play on YouTube. It's you see that's the that was the fun part for me though. Like I and especially having raided like hardcore like we were like best guild on our server for a year when we played so we were like first and second kills in uh, on the whole server and for new content and that was like being able to watch that on TV and being and like have them I, I like I mean, I do callouts and everything, and actually be like running up and slashing against the boss. Like that's what I always wanted to do when I was raiding. Like that was so cool. I felt like it was just like there, there's just no personality, and it was so hard for me to care about any of the characters. Oh god, just wait until the. Uh... I'm not watching it. You're not anymore. watching it. Okay, so wait until <laughs> wait until uh, Asuna and Kirito, who are both fourteen or something, fall in love with each other and then have a child. Who what? is a bug in the code of the game? What? Who calls them mommy and daddy, and they move in with each other? In the game, <sighs> it's oh, yeah. amazing. So I guess if it's you don't amazing. know the premise of this bullshit anime, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, is that everybody signs up to do this like immersive MM MMORPG, VMMORPG, like Thank a virtual you. reality. Yeah, so they put on a helmet, and then they get in the game, and they find out they can't log out, and it turns out the guy's like, you can now only escape if you beat the game, and also if your parents try to unplug you, you'll die. And also if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> die in the game? If you die in the game, you die in real life! Yeah, so, um, I didn't like it at all, but... Understandable. Fine. So, the other thing I watched this week... <laughs> Which actually really surprised me, and I really did like. Uh, I watched The Man from Uncle, which stars mm. Henry Cavill and Army Hammer and Alicia Vikander. And, alright, I have to be completely honest, I was not super excited about watching it, because I thought it was... I, I didn't really... It was marketed very poorly. Um, oh, it, yeah, it was. <laughs> actually hilarious. And Henry Cavill and Army Hammer are such a good duo throughout the like, whole movie. Is it I, meant to be funny? Yes. No, it's like... A, really? It's like, it's it's hilarious. It's like a funny, like, British spy movie. And, like, Army Hammer plays a Russian guy. Alicia Vikander is, like, the German girl. And Henry Cavill is, like, a top American uh, spy, like, CIA agent. And so the premise is that um, the CIA teams up with the KGB to get this girl out of the bad part of Germany, to go meet with her father to find out what he knows about, like, nuclear warheads. And there's, like, these evil British people who are trying to just use the nuclear warheads to nuke things, obviously. And, yeah, so it's just... I use them as paperweights, generally. <laughs> yeah, no, it right? was just... It was, like, a super fun romp. Uh, Alicia Vikander is great, as always. And there was just the right amount of stupid homoerotic tension between Henry Cavill and Army Hammer, which, as you know, is my favorite thing. Hmm? And, like, Army Hammer is one of those actors that I feel like there's just something probably not okay about him in real life. Like, he just seems like he's probably a huge dick, but I love him. Michael Fassbender. I love him, but I want to punch his face. 
I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he's really good looking. <laughs> but yeah, so it's super funny, and I honestly am thinking about buying it from video store that we work at because it's like six dollars i'm looking forward to seeing it because i have generally heard good things i yeah i feel yeah, like I if, it, if, to... if it if it had been marketed better they could have had such a great like summer breakout if they had just like not made it look like a dumb action movie oh god it it was terrible like i i it's the first trailer i was like oh i don't want to see that ever yeah well ben wanted to watch it and i was like all right fine <laughs> and it was really good. I yeah, I, oh. I really enjoyed it. Cool. And yeah, also I'll... Henry Cavill getting to actually like do things besides <laughs> look serious and feel guilty about being Superman <sighs> was a revelation. He has. Such hey, he also great... killed many people in that movie I as get... Superman. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I hate to... Superman. Going to a theater near you, Batfleck, in two weeks. Yeah, but so. Oh just, God, two he... weeks. Has oh. great comedic chops. I was pleasantly surprised by him. Yeah, so yeah. Tyler, what have you uh, been watching? Uh, just mostly watching the time pass slowly on our time as a species. Uh, as we like dust, we will float upon the wind, and our time too shall end. Yeah. Kayla just pulled up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> What was that? <laughs> ben is working on pixel art, and he sent me a video of his sprite that he's been working on. I didn't realize it had music. <laughs> oh my god, y'all are dorks. You say that now, but when he runs a multi-million dollar oh. app company... He'll still be a dork. He'll, He'll be a still be a dork. dork. He'll just be a rich dork. Yeah. But we can still make fun of him like we do with Zuckerberg. I think that, I think he gets upgraded to what, nerd, dork, geek, what's the hierarchy? What's a I, rich dork? What do you call No, nerd dork? nerd is cool now, so nerds are like not. What do you call rich dorks? I don't I, know. Hmm, I don't know. It's a good question. Let's just like sit in silence and think about it. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, rich dorks. <laughs> business, 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 business. Bruce Wayne, who's that guy? He sounds really cool. <laughs> I, sh I showed a friend that movie just recently and he absolutely loved it he had never seen it before and he was like this is one of the best animated movies that There's i've ever seen no such thing as not loving the lego movie no I don't trust any human that if yeah. they don't love it they don't have emotions exactly it like inside out if you don't love it you don't have emotions <laughs> anyway tyler what have you been watching for real oh we have that's... a very long movie to discuss so yeah well, that's I, I i just haven't been super excited about some of the things i've watched recently i watched macbeth which I had some hopes for. Oh, my uh, God. Directed by the guy who did the Snowtown Murders, starring Michael Fassbender and... Uh, Marion Cotillard. Marion Cotillard. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yep, that. And uh, those are Marianne both French. two fantastic actors that I love. And that movie was a drag kind of... Uh, <laughs> It's, oh my God. I was not in the place. I was. You got to be in a certain place for that movie. Definitely, just, yeah. For God. any for any sort of Shakespeare. Well, I've yeah. man, I've had some. I've had fun with Shakespeare before, even the more serious stuff. And this was such a drag, and this felt like an art movie in the actual negative connotation some people will use. Like it, the best way to watch this movie is to find like beautiful screenshots of it on the internet like on tumblr and then and, read 
and then read Macbeth. (laughs) Yeah. Like just reblog screen caps of the movie because they look really good, but it is so bleak. Like oh, I, it was, I so was like working bleak. while he was watching it, and I was just like, "Are we really just gonna finish this movie? It's not <laughs> enjoyable in any way." Yeah, like I, I, oh, I honestly was surprised that you finished watching it. I thought you were gonna turn it off. I thought about it, which that doesn't happen very much. No, I'm not. I'm not really one to turn movies off most of the time generally because i usually like i don't usually make a tendency of watching something that either like i don't need to watch for some reason or i don't think i'll like or i don't know i I don't like turning movies off and so but i probably should have what you start god that was so like i didn't finish legend and i feel better for it honestly if i hadn't finished Macbeth, i probably would have felt better for it (laughs) we're just Okay, except I'm, I feel like we're just really ragging on stuff this episode was. Yeah. I mean, okay, so here's one I'm not totally ragging on, although it's going to be backhanded compliments galore. Uh, I watched the new Poltergeist. Oh, and What? Jeez, I, I, stuff I've heard. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, I actually liked the new Poltergeist. Did you? I did. With some caveats. Uh... <laughs> It is not as good as the first one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just thought it had some effective scares. It had just enough of Sam Rockwell being charming. Um, like it had, a, granted, my expect, expectations were so low that it had a very low bar to kill to clear. Okay, so you know how uh, the Ghost Hunters guy, like their version of the Ghost Hunters guy in this oh, movie yeah. universe, basically. It just got like a little too silly and weird, and it didn't hold up. But man, that was the weakest endorsement of a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I guess you could watch it if you. I, felt like it. I guess it was okay. Like, I liked it, but I guess it was okay. <laughs> I just, it was, it was fine. Um, that said, in the vein of haunted house remakes or whatever's the am that just reminded me that i saw the amityville trailer i'm just so not interested i don't understand why amityville will never die like another one yes for some reason like it's not even that like at least we we mentioned in the recent episode how paranormal activity and saw won't die i'm like at least there's like a certain some kind of thing there that to to kind of build build on like a certain conceit or concept. Yeah, but this is just, just like a haunted remake. house. It's just a haunted house. Is it is it a sequel or is it a remake like the last one was? Uh, it seems like it might be like a a legacy sequel where it's because mm. they acknowledge that stuff's happened in the house before. Oh, okay. I don't know. I I'll, I'll never I'll never understand. Hollywood, I guess, because I could never sit in a room and be like, you know what didn't make money before that we should totally do again? Yeah, <sighs> it's cheap. I don't like that's such a weird franchise that won't die. Yeah, it's like the even the Exorcism movies. I kind of, I guess, get why they yeah. keep making those. Amityville is just like such a weird one, but yeah, Poltergeist, no. not as bad as you expected. 
Well, good. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll see it. This has been such a negative recently watched. If I, it's too bad, I already used Ten Cloverfield Lane because I love that. I mean, I love The Man from Uncle. I haven't but... seen it yet. True. Okay, well, my one caveat with The Man from Uncle is that you should just know it's literally the whitest movie of all time. <laughs> But, other than that, but yeah. Henry Cavill, it's true, is the whitest. He's so charming <laughs> in that movie. Like it's truly, truly astounding. All right. Well, that was what we've recently yeah, watched. That's what we've watched. Fewer, Fun. Fewer tangents as usual. I can't believe Phil talked about Gem and the Holograms twice on this podcast. You, wait, wait. We're saying that this was negative. I watched Creed and The Witch and loved them both. Oh, true. Where, what am I talking about? I just yeah, like, you guys. You guys I, are just downplaying all the all my positivity with my gem and the holograms because you did that <laughs> I, well and also we started with like the most positive things and then just went downhill uh, like, we did uh, yeah. I, I was just like uh, Macbeth was a drag and I was just remembering watching Macbeth and just and it was even just thinking about watching it, it's slowing me down I'm just like I feel heavier than when we started this podcast like just ugh. do you know what will make you feel better Ugh. Talking about the very, very uh, uh, fast-paced uh, and not uh, at all long Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah. metropolis and usually we'll list off like box office numbers and all that that's a little harder to track down for a 1927 german film well let's 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 talk about it this way it was very poorly received yes um to the point where people didn't like it so much because partially because of the long runtime and because of the message what? of the movie that fritz lang chopped it all up and uh, there doesn't exist a full uh, reel of the movie anymore, anywhere in the world that we're aware of. God, artists. So, yeah. So if you're going to watch the most together form of the movie, you're going to be seeing some of the original film, some of a uh, secondary uh, copy of the film, some of a film they found down in Argentina that's in 16mm and just chopped up to hell. That said, so, the film has still somehow managed to grab 107 on the IMDb 250 with a rating yeah. of 8.3, and it's a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, so generally mm-hmm. people who actually take the time to watch this movie uh, like it. Well, Granted, I'll... I don't know how many people take time to watch this movie. No, well, that's true, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I, I really enjoyed the movie. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I got a... I understand a lot more pop culture references because I had no idea how many things reference this movie uh, yeah, before. Yeah, kind of similar to the so many things. things. Yeah, it was crazy. I was, I was just watching and I was like, "Oh, I recognize that from this, and I recognize that from that." And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that was a Family Guy thing." And okay, all right. 
So, I mean, what hasn't Family Guy referenced? That's true. That's true. But I, I, re- I enjoy this too. It's just so stupidly long. It, yeah, it was it was pretty long. I did have to take a break or two in there, just to. I wouldn't say that I didn't enjoy the film, but I definitely enjoyed reading about its like troubled history a lot more than I enjoyed actually watching it. Which yeah, that was like that a was shitty thing to say, but that was really interesting. Like uh, the the even even watching it knowing that i'm probably not getting the full movie even if people think that i am because there were a lot of scenes that were they're like jumping around the room and there's no movement in between yeah narratively the movie is kind of hard to follow in the first place i think outside of all of the scenes that are probably missing Mm -hmm. but yeah it's but isn't that the i mean this is this is my first silent film but isn't that like part of the well, silent film like it's it's hard to are not normally two and a half hours long <laughs> true 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 they're also not like they're not nor like normally they aren't serious either like a lot of early movies and especially silent movies do not hold up at all because their entire novelty was based in the fact that it was like new and exciting so basically you could yeah. just have a dude on a horse on film just like walking around and it would blow people's minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that is the good thing about Metropolis is that even all of these years later it is really interesting and compelling to look at and like while the story is disjointed it is important especially yeah. when you're considering like the fact that it was made in the beginnings of Nazi Germany. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of the effects like Without this movie, I don't think we would have, I don't think that we would have ended up with quite the special effects bonanza kind of deal we have today. Because I think that without people like Fritz Lang doing all of this, like, grand experimenting, it just wouldn't have happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so this... I guess, okay, so I guess since probably nobody who listens to this, like, maybe somebody has seen Metropolis... The premise of the movie is that you have this very divided world in which there are the rich people who live like in the nice top area of the city and you have the working class, lower class people who live down in the depths below the city and who spend 10 hours a day working these menial hard labor jobs. And so our main character is Freider Freiderson. Thank you, Freider Freiderson. The son of Joe Freiderson. The son of Joe Freiderson. So he is kind of at the beginning of the movie this very like whimsical, uh, not obviously he doesn't really know what's happening in the city or in the world. He just is riding around like messing around with girls and just enjoying his rich person life. And he happens to see the woman Maria bring her cla- like a class of children. Yeah, a bunch of working lives. children. Yeah, see, okay, see, this is one of the scenes that I think something must have been missing, because she just, like, shows up mm-hmm. and is like, these are your brothers. It's like, who let you up these here? These are your brothers. And then the guards, like, shoo her and the children away, and he's like, I am in love with this woman, and I must find her. He <laughs> had to literally clutch his heart. That's how hard he felt. Literally, yeah. yes. So, basically, he has... He goes down to the main world and sees the horrors of the working class people's lives. And and mind you, to him, they're not horrors. They're not horrors because he goes, he goes back up 
talks to his father about it, and then goes back down and switches places with someone for a day. Because okay, he yeah. wants to work for ten hours a day, not well, realizing what that entails. Okay, good point. Good point. You're right. But yeah, so he goes to talk to his father and is like, what are you doing? And it turned, I guess, according to the synopsis, Maria is a prophet, but that wasn't really the vibe that I, I think this is another thing that's maybe lost in translation or lost in the annals she, of time. She's, is that she's, she's apparently like a, she just goes around preaching that a savior will come. And I don't really remember that happening less, a lot. <laughs> less a prophet, more a mediator. Um, yeah, less less a profit profit more someone trying oh. to bring hope to the work, working class. Yes. So basically, the story is of Freighter learning what it is to be a lower class person and like living a day in their shoes, and then attempting to bring peace. But also, <laughs> <laughs> also, but also, there are robots. The robot subplot. Tan- tan- tangentially, sorry, uh, machine man. Which really, now that I'm like thinking about the story as a whole, the robot thing does seem really ridiculous. <laughs> it just kind of shows up, so I'm like, oh, so, I thought this was just about class struggle. Yes, so naturally, uh, well, it, Joe Freighter's, Freighterson's scientist rival has created a robot that is supposed Wang, to be the, the woman. Yeah, who is supposed to be the robot clone version of the woman that they both love who died. Yeah, and Fre- Freighter yeah, Freighterson's mother yeah and yeah so the robot i I got before we go on i got the impression that uh rotwang hell was rotwang's daughter and joe married hell oh i i got that vibe from it i didn't think that they were both in love with her i think that and and that's that's that would make their age disparity make more sense. Yes, yes, that does make more sense. Yeah, that's that's what I gathered from it when I watched. I'm gonna... Let's make that canon. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, synopses on IMDb, and they don't really say much about the robot. <laughs> no. Which is funny, because it's kind of like the main attraction of the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, visually. Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting... Uh, seeing some of the concepts explored here, I imagine many of them are older than, you know, movies be- due to like because we've seen these kind of things in other older sci-fi writers. But seeing in one of the earliest movies we have, the idea of androids taking the places of people, and oh yeah, <laughs> the this dystopian future where to like where. Um, most of humanity is downtrodden and has absolutely no purpose in life but to be a drone. And it's just uh, kind of fascinating looking at that and realizing how much stuff must have come out of this movie. Um, The lineage that must run from what we have today to this movie way back yonder. Yeah, I mean, that kind of, we talked about this last week with Jurassic Park, with, like, the whole, oh, like, why is technology always evil, and why does it always make things go wrong, and that's uh-huh. kind of what happens here again. Please, Phil, expound. This is my favorite part of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> I'm, like, real, yeah, alright, so, uh, one thing I do really wonder about is, like, the nature and possible autonomy of the robot 
because she seems to get a real kick out of leading all of the workers astray to cause the riot. Well, that's what she was built for. Is it though? Yeah, I... Joe. Joe knows that the workers are trying to riot, trying to rise up. He keeps finding. They keep bringing them the uh, maps or whatever they are to yeah. him and showing him that. And he wants to quash any sort of rebellion and make sure that the workers have no hopes and dreams for any sort of change in their future. So he has Rotwang build the robot and captures Maria and has Rotwang take Maria's skin and put it on the robot or however he does it. Copy the skin, yeah. Copy the skin. I thought she was going to die. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's still Yeah, it looked like she died. But, um, yeah, so, and then the robot was programmed to go to the working class and lead them, dance for them, and they would, you know, everyone would follow her, and then she goes and she leads them to rebellion, which is then completely quashed because they're prepared for the rebellion and they know exactly how to stop it. Um, Although, I do think, so maybe, um... I think he maybe just wanted the robot to distract them because Rotwang oh, goes on this probably. whole speech about how, like, but secretly it actually listens to me and I will have them rebel and Joe yeah. Raderson will die. Raderson yeah. didn't have him make the robot either. He just showed up for advice and Rotwang was like, look at this thing I made. Also, what do you want? You're right. You're right. And, uh, okay, like enough about the robot, but about my machine man. What, what did you want again? Yeah. He's like, oh, well, now that I know you have that. It's such a, I, I feel bad. So uh, to be fair, ah, like, I right. want to tell, like, I do want to point out to people, like, the movie is so dense. And also, there are not nearly enough subtitle cards to tell you what no, the hell is going on. Not, so it not sounds, a lot. It you're, it's like it's funny that you're saying about. a two and a half hour movie is dense. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. But like, like, it's just one of those things where there is definitely a lot of open interpretation as to what is actually happening in a scene because there are so few subtitle cards. That there were a couple times when I legitimately did not know what was happening. Like I'm trying to read lips and maybe getting. It's in German. It. Yeah, it's in German. You're not <laughs> yeah. gonna get it. I, I, okay, I, but I, I was actually able to decipher a few things, but even then I was like, oh, no, too Did fast. Like a Deutsch. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of it's one of those things where um, I do think that it is kind of open to interpretation as to what is happening in several scenes, like. I definitely didn't think that Rotwang was Hell's father, and that makes way more sense than what I thought was happening. Especially with him going to him for advice. Like, why would you go to an, uh, a former lover's other potential suitor? Like, oh no, he was like yeah. your stepdad. That your makes father-in-law. Yes, father-in-law. <laughs> stepdad, <laughs> father-in-law. Whatever, like dad that we reject. <laughs> father, yeah. I could never live up to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, but Ratwing is an interesting character because at first you kind of feel bad for him and then it turns out he's like super shitty. And like oh, yeah, he, just he, keeps, he just keeps Maria captive for no reason after transferring mm-hmm. her likeness onto the robot. Well, he, well he, would, he would need to keep her captive so that there wouldn't be any confusion as he unve- as he, his plan worked out where... True. I also remember it's Ratwing or Ratwang. <sighs> Oh yeah, duh. It would be a rot bong, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. we're just gonna Wolf keep bong. 
Rotwang. You're true. Rotwang is just Rotwang. We've also already been saying it that way the whole time. Rotwang. Rotwang. Put a twang on it. Rotwang. So, yeah, so... Okay, alright, so a part of the movie that I really liked was when Freighter stops Joseph at his father's former lackey from killing himself. Yeah, that was sort of like sort of like fast friends and allies yeah which i just the guy that plays freighter is so his facial expressions oh, yeah. are off the chart oh my god it's <laughs> it's amazing very expressive he is mm-hmm. and, I, I, and i understand that you kind of have obviously with a silent film you had to be like that but i just feel like he is even a little bit over the top <laughs> compared to the rest of them he's just Stumbling around and clutching his heart. And... He is the he he is such a summer child. True. Sweet sweet summer child. That's a, that's a good explanation. Also, he knows nothing. <laughs> and so with the things that I think were cut out, I'm wondering if there was supposed to be more exposition about him and Maria because I feel that their entire romance happens very quickly. <laughs> and yeah. His later but then reaction. again, it is Hollywood, and that's how things happen in Hollywood. I mean, true. It's also very much like a traditional fairy tale with like. Yeah. The rich boy is turned by the the poor, poor girl. yeah the virtuous poor woman, and then his father will stop at nothing oh, to get to assert what is right in his eyes, and the son mm-hmm. has to be like, no, dad, I just really am into this girl. It's basically like Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah, for so... instead of a shoe, it was a robot. <laughs> Yes, a robot that almost ruined everything. Almost ruined everything by dancing. Almost killed a bunch of children. Almost killed a bunch of children, but we saved them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of the things that are, like I said before, that are interesting about these movies, this movie, is the way that they manage the special effects. And I think one of the more interesting things that they did was, uh, were for every multiple exposure scene, they didn't do it in the lab. They would film the part of the scene, and then they would rewind the film and just yeah. film over it, which is so, which probably, in all honesty, contributes to the degraded quality that we ended up with now. But it's sense, still yeah. super cool for an effect. For oh, it's so cool! I, I I love that. Yeah. And I just yeah, it's a bummer to think about the fact that Fritz Lang was kind of a total dick during the film process. No. And that a lot of these effects were achieved by him outright abusing the people he was in charge of. Uh, the, the the scene where the workers are walking into Moloch's mouth, for example, um, he wanted, a, he wanted 4,000 people to actually walk in there, but none, not that many of the extras wanted to shave their heads. And so after throwing, like, a huge tirade about it, finally he was just like, fine, everybody who will shave their heads, do it. And then he went back and made them, like, do the double exposure thing to make it look like there were still 4,000 people because he just could not let go. There are a lot of extras in that That scene lasted forever. I was sitting there and I'm like, this is almost, this has been almost five minutes and they're still just walking up the stairs into his mouth. He just, yeah, he was, like, 
notorious for retakes and he just really wanted dude needs an editor and not to mention yeah so that i yes 100 percent. not like quite the editing job that happened where you hacked the whole thing to bits but yeah so and just he just i feel like he just very much did not care about the safety of the extras at all because for the explosion of the heart machine he just had people in harnesses being thrown around in like excruciating pain Bridget Helm was strapped into that costume forever and passed out at one point from overheating and not having enough air because there was a stunt person that could have done it, but he felt it wouldn't be real enough if there was a stunt person in the suit, which is like some Kubrick bullshit right there, honestly. <laughs> so go with the history of film. Yeah, True. we we all make sacrifices for our art, and in this case, the sacrifices were other people. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, the other one that was really crazy, um, she didn't have a stunt woman for this. When she has to, when, at the very end, when uh, she's being chased, and she has to jump, and she is swinging from the church bell. Yeah. Yeah, that was real. She had to jump, like, <laughs> it was 25 feet above the ground. And she had to jump from the thing and catch it. She caught the rope, slid down it slowly, ringing the bells, and she smashed it into the walls a bunch of times. And when it was done, she dropped hard down onto a mattress and ran from the set, bruised and in tears. Hmm. Because why not? I do think that as much as we talk about how great practical effects are, the special effects that protect actors are pretty sweet. Practical effects are great if you're protecting the actors. Yes, Mad Max is a great example of that. Fury Road. <laughs> as yeah. we talk about. The yeah. second best movie of 2015. Right after Jam in the Hall. Kill you. Yes. <laughs> you brought this. You hurt my you, soul. You brought that movie into our house. For it. You plan on bringing us into your house to watch this movie? I do. You just wait. <laughs> I will wait a long time. So we talked a little bit about how it's crazy how much of an impact this movie has had on pop culture. I'm just curious, Phil, like, what are some of your experiences with seeing the reach of this movie? Oh, jeez. I, I, honestly, I couldn't pinpoint a lot of it. It was just, like, there were, as it was going and as I was seeing, like, the whole movie play out, certain scenes and certain... Uh, just even just screens like just frames from it were just i was like i've seen that somewhere before and i've seen that somewhere before like the whole dance i've seen in like multiple cartoons i mm -hmm. swear the banana hat yeah and <laughs> and and like I, i've i've seen so much from this from this movie before and i've never ever seen or even honestly desired to watch this movie before but i've i've it's it was incredible like just watching and seeing the whole just like having all these almost deja vu moments but not deja vu it's it's being able to see the hand of history and yeah yeah we talked about this a little bit when we did the casablanca episode where tyler was just like oh my god this quote is from this and this quote is from this and all this different stuff and it's it's really cool i thought it was interesting i Basically, what I knew about this movie was that it's famous for being very futuristic and that it had a robot in it. And I honestly thought, I, I didn't know what the plot of the movie was at all going in. 
And I legitimately thought up until I watched it that the movie was about, like, a robot coming down to talk to them, not that it had been, like, invented by man. Oh. So I thought it was kind of like a day the earth stood still kind of situation where the robot came to be the mediator and not the provider. Uh. So oh. that was a See, really I, confusing. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I knew. I knew. technology is evil. It is evil. Yes. I knew I knew that much going in. I I knew basically the premise. Just but I had never I think it's interesting how things like this get kind of cannibalized throughout the years where all of us will recognize dancing lady in a banana hat or see that the robot kind of looks like C3PO or whatnot but maybe not have a great understanding of where all of that comes from. Yeah. De- de- definitely. It's it's a uh... It's 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 just knowing that everything's been taken from these older classics. Like no, it's it's almost like nothing's original. Absolutely not. And that's what's honestly so fascinating about old Hollywood is because that's really the only time that I can think of where you had really and truly original film ideas happening. And mm-hmm. it, and even then, it wasn't even original because a lot of it was borrowed, obviously, from novels or. Like yeah, but the the, the the shots were original. The the setup of the scenes was original. Like the filming, that was the original. Like even, you know, you go to let's talk Star Wars real quick. Force Awakens. How how many? Uh, there were so many scenes where I was like, all right, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> all right, Abrams, you saw a movie. <laughs> We talk about this sometimes because that's the, it makes it kind of hard to visit these older movies with any sort of not not necessarily excitement, but with with fresh eyes, I guess. Because Citizen Kane is a good example of that, where a lot of the camera work in Citizen Kane was at the time revolutionary, but now it's old hat, and it's something we see in almost every movie. And with Metropolis, I feel like there was definitely a lot of that and it like it's a lot of the stuff that happened in there is usually used for comedic effect now mm-hmm. because yeah. like silent films for us just look goofy so it's hard to look at it from the perspective that somebody in 1927 would have had who would have like their mind blown by the special effects and even then it can be easy to overcorrect to be like Wow, it must have been so crazy, the idea of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's been written about in novels forever. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's oh. yeah, that's definitely a danger, too. Because I, I definitely never want to be the person that tries to say that something is artistically valuable just because it's old and popular. Like I, Like I said, I didn't super enjoy watching this movie. I thought it was way more interesting to read about everything that went into making it. Because overall, like overall, just this kind of movie just doesn't really hold up in this day and age. It's just it's really hard to properly give it the respect that it deserves. Yeah, you can't. It's it's hard to appreciate it. And most people, like I, I have it on Blu-ray now, and I'll probably never lend it to anyone because I I can't think of a single person I know who would actually sit down and watch this movie and enjoy it. I can think of like two, and that's only because they're film buffs, and they would feel obligated to watch it. Yeah, and, the, and but <laughs> but would they enjoy it even just because they feel obligated to watch it? No, I didn't. I, they, they probably wouldn't. Like I I really enjoyed it, but it was 
hard to get through. Yeah. And I I don't know. I do wonder if it would be pot like I I know a lot of people would consider this sacrilege, but just like going through and adding a little bit more of the plot in through the subtitles just to cause like just I said, to it's, flesh things out, yeah. Yeah, because it just feels really disjointed and really complicated. Or, or just <laughs> throw some subtitles up as they're blathering along. <laughs> yeah, there were scenes where they just like yelled at each other for five minutes and there was no, no subtitle title card, card yep. and then somebody stormed out of the room and I was like, Alright, okay. what yep. is happening right now? <laughs> like and I, I I know, like, I don't want to be that person. It all boiled down to "fuck you, dad." That was Pretty a weird. Much, yeah. That was a weird title card to put in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I just I feel like it. It's a movie that is important for people to know about, but without that kind, like without that helping hand, I like. Again, I had to read the synopsis after I watched it to really fully understand what had happened. And I know that there are definitely people who would say that that makes me uncultured or stupid or whatever, but. I don't know. <laughs> I find that film buffs kind of just like stick together and are like, this is good because every other film buff has always said that it is good. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Film buffs are. That's just self preservation, Kayla. <laughs> I don't I know. that. And it's, again, it's kind of, it, it's just... <laughs> I, won't, I won't go into it. <laughs> and, and it's hard to talk about because of that, too. Because, like, yes, we can talk about the special effects, we can talk about the the millions of extras and all this stuff, but. As far as actual substantial plot, there isn't really a lot to discuss because it is such a simplified story that we end up seeing over and over again throughout history, like the working class and the middle class, or the working class and the upper class needing to have the mediator come between them and explain how their lives are to each other. And I mean, Maria says that the what does she say? The mediator between the the head and the hands are is the heart or whatever. Yeah. Oh, there can be no understanding between the hand and the brain unless the heart acts as a mediator. Yes. Which, scientifically, is just not true. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. It's true. The brain (laughs) runs the hands. The heart doesn't run the hands. Yeah. The heart runs the brain. I I understand the sentiment of it. But, like, it's just the kind of plot that is so done to death in every other avenue that it, again, makes it, like, hard to appreciate, I guess. Yeah. No, that's true. It's, uh, because it's very easy for us to say now, for us to talk crap about, like, uh, the Shawshank Redemption or, 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 uh, like, Forrest Gump or whatever. But it makes you kind of wonder, like, in 60 years, are people going to look back like, no, that was actually really good because it was an important moment in cinema. It kind of, like, showed, like, I don't know, it influenced the movies that were made or whatever. I do think it, yeah. I think it's really important to be like, yes, it was an important moment in cinema history. But it's also kind of a drag. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a, like a great piece of art overall. <laughs> in aspects, yeah. There are definitely, like, this is, this is, I do think that Metropolis is a good movie. I think Forrest Gump is an outright horrible movie. Thank you. I... Thank you. Forrest Gump <laughs> is one of the worst movies ever made. No, we are right there with you. I'm really not excited for when we do that episode, because everybody's going to hate us for. I don't want to be on it. I'll never watch that movie ever again. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the backlash we got with V for Vendetta, and I'm like, frack. Like, we <sighs> are going to have so many angry comments if we boost I are, and people, people tell me that I don't understand movies because I don't like 
Forrest Gump, and I just look at them like, no, you're the one who doesn't understand movies if you like Forrest Gump. You don't understand movies. (laughs) No, alright. No, I'm gonna save this for when we actually have to do this. Yeah, yeah. We won't won't go into it. I have a lot of feelings about this. Let's belabor the point. (laughs) So, Phil, you also watched the anime version. I watched the 2001 anime version of Metropolis by uh, Rintaro. And uh, when I say the 2001 anime version of Metropolis, I mean the anime version of the Metropolis manga, which was based on a single screenshot that the author of the manga saw at one point in time and wrote an entire manga (laughs) off of based on this one screenshot. So it has literally nothing to do with this, with, uh, (laughs) Fritz Lang's Metropolis, like nothing. The only, I th- I'm pretty sure the only scene, the the screenshot that he saw was the robot sitting on the chair. Which, to be fair, is pretty much the only thing I'd ever seen of this movie before. I mean, then. if you, yeah, if you see the, you know, if you pick up the movie and see the cover, that's that's mm-hmm. the cover of the movie. So, so what happens in the anime? I'm curious. Okay, so the the anime version starts with. Um, it, it opens up and you have uh, Kenichi and what's his name? His uncle. I forget his uncle's name. Kenichi and his uncle are private investigators from Japan going to Metropolis. It doesn't say where Metropolis is. I'm assuming that it's in the U.S. because it feels like it would be in the U.S. But uh, they go there because they're looking for um, someone who has been importing bot- er, who is rumored to have been importing body parts on the black market. And it turns out that the person they're looking into is um, Dr. Lawton, which is our Ratvang, and uh, he is building Duke Red, a robot, to replace the daughter that he lost as a ki- when, when, when she was a child. Tima. So... Lawton is building Tima, not using real organs, but the rumor was that he was using organs, so they were sent to investigate him. And in Metropolis, in this version, robots are commonplace. And they are the working class. Robots um, are on the lowest level and on the second le- the third level, which is, like, where all the waste and garbage goes, and that's just robots, and most people can't even, like, survive down there. And then the second level is where robots live and work and run Metropolis, where all the, quote, working-class people who's who have been replaced by the robots live as well and are jobless and basically live off of handouts from the rich on the top level of Metropolis. And uh, where robots also are. And so the big thing is, like, the president and Duke Red are, like, they've made, like, a pact together or an agreement or something that they're working together. And then, um, but they don't actually like each other. And it's, like, whole backstabbing and everything. And basically, Duke Red is trying to control, control the world while also... Um, shutting down all the robots and giving people their work back if i got that right man 
but I um, feel like that's the movie I saw. So <laughs> that's something. Based, I mean, from one screenshot. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a big long thing, and like, um, Duke Red's son Rock isn't really his son, but he looks at Duke Red as a father figure, so he's trying to impress him and protect him, and so he's like the he ends up like destroying the laboratory before Tima's fully finished. So she can't be, she wasn't programmed properly to know what she needed to do. So she just thinks she's a regular human girl. And, um, they're trying to like keep her away from Duke Red while he's trying to bring her up. And then Rock's trying to kill her and without his father knowing and all this stuff goes on. And it was actually really damn good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, How many episodes is that? No, it's a, it's a movie. It's a oh, hour. Okay. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it, it's it's uh it's pretty damn good. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, Rintaro is amazing. I I love I love his uh, direction. Um, he did Paprika as well, and Paprika was one of my favorite uh, anime movies for a long time. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. I recommend and. Uh, the original Captain Charlock. Okay, I know I know who this guy is. Yeah. Oh my god. He did the new adventures of Kimba the White Lion. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Kimba. That's uh the movie that Disney literally fucking stole to make the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, oh. and he did the he did Akira and the Ghost in the Shells and. He did Akira. Yeah, know. Rintaro Rintaro was Akira. Uh no, he didn't direct. Sorry. Okay, that's what I was like. No, what did he? <laughs> no, he had something to do with Akira. Oh, didn't well. he? Or am I looking in the wrong... Nope, I'm looking in the wrong column. Never mind. I'm like, I really don't know, but I don't think so. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I was looking at the... Also, like, not the other things that he's done. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, Rintaro, Rintaro's... He, he's a good director. I've seen other movies of his. I'm blanking on what they are. Um, but, yeah. the um, It's pretty damn good. I recommend... Oh, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. That's one of them. That's, yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> now, do you recommend taking a break partway through Metropolis and then watching the animated version and then coming back to Metropolis? <laughs> no. Break it up no. A bit, or? no, no, no. I feel like if you're going to watch Metropolis, you need to just sit down and do it. Like, you take a to... break during the intermission yeah. and yeah. then finish it. So Yeah. The whole through. movie is very, like, dreamlike and strange. And I was kind of, honestly, like, I was watching it when I was a little bit under the weather. So, it, I think that kind of lended to the atmosphere a little bit, too. But, oh, man. <laughs> it's a bit of a slog. So, yeah. Um, it kind no, of, like... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, I would... I think you should... I think watching the anime version would be... It's more enjoyable because it's <laughs> not such a slog. It's much more colorful. That's for sure. Um... But I, I I enjoyed it. It's it's definitely um, how do I want to say it? It's it's a little out there. Um, I'll just I'll just give the anecdote. Um, when I was in middle school, I had the chance to go see this for um my my high school and library had an anime club, and uh, that was where I first saw Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. And kind of started get really getting into anime. But um, they had one weekend, they were showing Metropolis. And my buddy asked me to go, asked me if I wanted to go, and I turned him down. I forget why. 
Um, but when he came back, he I asked him how it was, and he was like, it was stupid. It was it was terrible. It was one of the worst movies, and um, th- and this is you know me remembering way far. He may not have used these exact words, but this is what I gathered from what he was telling me. But he that well, I'll never forget. He was like, um, oh yeah, and at the end, she like the main girl just like falls off a building, and horns like start playing, and it's really happy music, and it was just ridiculous and stupid, and I it, it didn't make any sense, and. I watched that scene knowing like I was waiting the whole movie for this because that had stuck with me for so long and it gets to that scene and like the, the music starts playing and everything. And I was like, Oh no, that's actually like really well done. Like that, it, it makes sense with everything. It, it fits like it's not ridiculous. And I feel like if I had seen that guy it and tell him he's wrong, Oh no no! I, I I'll, I'll tell him when I see him. I'll I'll see him down in Columbus next time I go. But uh yeah he uh he he told me that and he told me it was ridiculous. So I kind of steered away from this movie for a while, and I'm glad that I watched it now instead of back then because I probably would have come out with the same exact yeah. uh, opinion as he did. I would not have appreciated this movie as much as I do now. I think it definitely takes a concentrated like knowledge of film and a knowledge of how to watch old movies kind of if that makes mm-hmm. sense like you have to be kind of a dedicated film person i think for it to make the kind of impact and that, yeah and that's and that's a thing that you know i'm realizing more and more as i've been more into film as i've gotten older i'll go back and i'll watch movies like hook which i really liked as a kid and my god hook is terrible <laughs> It is very it's rough. so <laughs> bad, and I'll tell people that I'll be like, "Yeah, I just rewatched Hook, and it was awful." And they'll be like, "No, Hook is one of the most amazing movies ever." And I'm like, "No, you need to go rewatch that movie. It's really bad. Yeah. No, it's really bad." And that's you know, it's understanding how to watch movies. It's understanding what makes a movie good, and what you enjoy watching just because you enjoy something doesn't mean it's good i enjoy watching anime it doesn't mean it's good oh my god there is plenty of good anime phil (laughs) no there's not (laughs) coming to my house my podcast (laughs) slander my interests (laughs) but it's it's yeah it's and that and that's probably what's going to be run into on the well, in certain aspects of the top 250 as you go on, there's going to be yeah. a lot of movies that you run into where if you don't if you're not in that mindset to watch a certain type of movie or you don't know how to watch a certain type of movie or just don't know how to watch a movie in general, like you're not going to enjoy as much or, or you're not going to enjoy at all. Under- you're not going to understand it. Or understand, yeah. Why like why is this up here? Why is this so highly rated like if you don't know how to watch a movie or understand the impact that that movie had you won't understand why it's so highly praised well and i think that's why we end up with a list like the imdb 250 that is devoid of a lot of the movies that people consider the best movies of all time because mm-hmm. it's user aggregated so you end up with the shot redemption at number one 
and seven Christopher Nolan movies or whatever. Not that, I, I don't find <laughs> anything really wrong with the Shawshank Redemption, but I find it's everything just, wrong with all the Christopher Nolan movies being out I don't out find there. anything wrong with the Shawshank Redemption. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that they voted it the number one movie of all time. Of all time. On yeah. that list, yes. Obviously, obviously they're wrong. It's obviously Speed Racer, and I'll fight you all. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so it sounds like we're kind of coming to the end of our Metropolis discussion. Tyler, do you have any closing points? Not really. Just how fascinating it is to go this far back and to see um, trying to put myself in the place of a 1927 German cinephile. (laughs) It's, again, yeah, and it's it's difficult. I don't know. I, I feel I've pretty much said everything that I think needs to be said on this. Phil, do you have any closing statements or remarks? Um, no, not really. It's just, you know, I recommend the movie, but definitely break it up and definitely uh, go into it with a very open mind if you're going to watch it. it. Go into it well-rested and not hungover like me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Don't pee me. And, And give yourself... Plenty of time, like even even just there's it, it's broken into three acts, and you could watch one act a night over the course of three nights, and you'll still, you know, you'll pretty much remember what had happened as long as you're watching it three nights in a row. Like that'll break up the two and a half hours into more watchable segments. I I I I, I liked it. I recommend it, and I know most people won't like it at all, but I want to recommend it anyway because I do think that. It, it it's a good movie. It's yeah that and and it is important. I do think it's important to kind of look at historical mm-hmm. pieces of art like this and at least see them or read them or whatever, just so you know the foundations of the things. Like you don't have to like it. I would know like that's no a lot about classical music. Like you don't have to like classical music, but I do think it's important to see the. No, roots. you have to like the Beatles. I would kill you. You have that's, to like the Beatles. And that's you, like, you you and and that's the thing, like going into any movie, you don't have to go see a movie and you don't have to like it. Like there's so many people who go see movies all the time that they they're like, Oh, this is the best movie ever and I'm like, was it really? Like really? Like you it, it was it just because you spent thirteen dollars on a movie ticket? Like it was that why it was a good movie? Like you don't have to enjoy a movie. You could spend money on a movie and not like it you can spend time on a movie and not like it like that but under you know you gotta you can still take things from disliking the movie and that's why critique is so important because you can look at art and you can critique it and you can say this is why it's bad and this is what we can learn from why it's bad or this is why it's good and this is what we can learn from why it's good and that's that's what i preach (laughs) <laughs> that is metropolis um metropolis. okay so i guess we're just gonna go right into this i'll start with tyler since we'll just stop talking <laughs> tyler what? uh have you come up with a recommendation for this movie no <laughs> so that's my ideas we ran into the problem that it's really hard to recommend a similar movie to this because i have never seen any other silent movies and it feels like anything that I would normally recommend is pretty, like, I was, I thought about 2001 or something like that, and it just doesn't 
just doesn't work. I, I, I really don't know what I would watch to follow this up. Honestly, I just say this time we'll just we should just do things that we like that we think people should watch with no Honestly, relation like, to this like, movie. Yeah, like, you just... know what? If you're gonna watch Metropolis, you deserve to just watch something fun and cool. Yeah, follow after it up. It. Follow it up with something fun and cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess in that vein, um, I don't know. We talked about this a little bit last week, but I really liked um, when we talked about like the technology being evil or whatever. And Tyler brought up the movie Her which is one of my favorite movies, but I have not watched it again since I saw it in theaters because it fucked me up emotionally. <laughs> but it's a really good movie that frames technology as a true, like, benign advancement that does, in fact, one day outgrow us, but it ends very differently than every other, like, doomsday computer program movie. It has a really great score by Arcade Fire... Um, super great performances from Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. Um, Amy Adams and Chris Pratt are actually both in it. And yeah, it's just a phenomenal movie. And I guess it is maybe slightly tangentially related to Metropolis. Phil, what is a fun movie that you would recommend? Well, I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend a movie in this case. I would recommend a long drawn out television show yes <laughs> and we are going to completely <laughs> refute everything we've said on this podcast and say so you want to watch a good anime oh no i just finished kuroko no basuke uh like a month ago one. no this is the basketball one. Oh god and you make fun of me <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the tennis one is a hentai, so we're not going to go there. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> no, the basketball one, Kuroko no Basuke. So basically, let's it's a basketball team, and they're trying to win the high school championships, or the, the national championships for uh, Everything the high school Everything in anime happens in high school. Oh, of course. <laughs> when, 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 uh, when else are you at your prime? Um, but it's really good. And it's done in sort of a, like, shonen style. So it's, I liken it to basically Dragon Ball Z playing basketball. Ooh, okay. It's, it's amazing, and there's a lot of homoeroticism in it. Implied homoeroticism, sorry. I do like that. And, oh, it's great. And, uh, my, but, but, like, it's just, like, They'll be playing against the team and the, the 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 opposing team, and the opposing team has like the hardest player they've ever come up against, and he's just like, man, I'm not even at my full strength yet, and you're just like, oh god, Frieza, stop it, Goku's gonna beat you eventually, <laughs> and then and then you know the the uh the they're playing basketball, and all of a sudden like I'm gonna pull out my brand new move that I've never shown anyone, including my teammates before, and then they'll you know, do the move and it'll work once and then they'll counter it the next time they try to use it because they're just too good. And then all of a sudden they reach their full power. So the other, the opponent reaches his full power. So they got to reach it's over their 9, full 000. power. It's <laughs> over 9,000 okay, almost cool. the entire time. I just had to make that joke. Damn. But it's, it's, it was really good. And I got really into it watching it. Like I was just, so excited every time they were going up against the team i'm like they got this they got this and then they would get so close and i'm like oh no and the characters are good and yeah 
It was it well, was good. Now that I know that Phil can't be trusted because he makes fun of my anime. Your anime is bad. <laughs> watch watch basketball anime. Watch <laughs> swimming anime and watch uh, volleyball anime. I'm watching Trigun right now, actually. Actually, I have Trigun pretty good. <laughs> Tyler, what's your recommendation? I actually have a related recommendation. Yeah, he did it! Oh, he did um, it. So we've been talking about older things that are very influential on uh, uh, future pieces of science fiction and how, you know, it's good to go back and recognize the things that kind of, if not originally put forward these ideas, put forward these ideas and were then copied incessantly. And so I think people should make a point to watch the twilight zone yeah um, technically a tv series and not a movie but they're all they're each of them is like a little mini movie a little short movie i love the twilight zone so so much and it's uh all you know what it's not silent so that helps but uh but uh, as, as last I do, much of it was on Netflix, and they've tried to reboot it a couple times and never quite get it because Rod Serling was an insane person in terms of work ethic. Uh, but that I, I really love the Twilight Zone, and it's obviously one of the most hugely influential pieces of sci-fi of our time. And people should not just like if most people have heard of it, but make a point to watch it. Twilight Zone's good. It's real good. And uh, it's also very woven into pop culture. There are a lot of a lot of things that take from Twilight Zone episodes. I actually feel really good about pulling that out because <laughs> I had nothing and then came up with something better than all the ones I was thinking of maybe doing. It's better than what I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you did so good, Phil. No, I did you good. Did so I good. did good. Uh, Kayla, what is your super cool, awesome, fun trivia? My super cool, awesome, fun trivia. So despite, so on top of the fact that this movie was like horrifically hacked to pieces and like burned and lost and randomly in Argentina, on top of that, the American copyright for the movie lapsed in 1953, which led to about a billion even worse bootlegs being released. Oh my god. And so a lot. Um, in 1996, the copyright was restored, but the constitutionality of the copyright extension was challenged in Golan versus Gon. I can just close down. <laughs> in Golan versus Gonzalez, and as Golan versus Holder, it was ruled that in the United States, that body of law includes the bedrock principle that works in the public domain remain in the public domain so basically they just wanted it to stay in the public domain so that they could keep like making money off of it but it makes no sense for a movie like this to be in the public domain because it was never meant to be there so they were basically like uh no that is not how that works at all and was again appealed and upheld in 2012 so like as recently as that um, people have still been just trying to make Metropolis public domain, but currently the copyright is valid until January 2023. So maybe in a couple of years we will again have terrible bootleg versions with more cuts and random shit added in. I hope Who so. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? You know, we should each make our own version of Metropolis oh with our own music added. <laughs> It'll all be the bad Flute harmonica. music and bad yeah. melodicas. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I'm so in. <laughs> well, fu- uh, funny story. I watched uh, the first time I watched Pulp Fiction. I didn't have access to a DVD, so I <gasps> downloaded it. Um, Shame. We don't do and that. I don't do it anymore. And um, with uh, I care. I care. I care now. Okay. I should have cared before, but um, but uh, I was gonna watch it with my buddy, and he was at his house, I was at mine. We weren't gonna get together, so he downloaded a version as well. Or, uh, uh, he downloaded the movie as well. So we both sat and watched Pulp Fiction, and then afterwards we talked about it. And he hated it. He absolutely despised the movie. He was like, "That was stupid." And I was like, "What do you mean? That was actually pretty good." And um, it turns out that the version that he downloaded was one that somebody cut up and tried to paste in chronological order instead of the way that Tarantino did it, where all the scenes were out of order, which is what I saw. So (laughs) it's amazing. People taking and cutting up movies is a bad thing. All right. Look, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, Don't do that. Don't do that. You no. are not nearly as talented as you think you are. What if I do a gem in the holograms? I mean, that's basically how they made the movie. You uh... could do that. No, no, no. You could do that. Just take a, like, cut Kesha out of the last scene and just paste her in every scene, <laughs> and you'll have a good movie. Like, she says the same thing in every scene, but it's great every time, so whatever. Her delivery is really top-notch. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Uh... She is possessed. This is going to be my legacy on this oh podcast. Fucking gem in the holograms. It was Tyler, supposed your... to be Speed Racer. Oh my god. Tyler, what's your stat of the week? Uh, Speed Racer appears absolutely zero times <laughs> in the IMDb 250. Weirdly enough, gem in the holograms is at number two. <laughs> is at number one and two and three. <laughs> it is the best movie of 2015, so... <sighs> <laughs> Realistically. But uh, my stat this week is that there are five movies made in the 1920s that appear on the 250. Are there uh, really? That is, that is um, I was going to yeah, 5%. 5%. Uh, they are two Charlie Chaplin movies, as is to be expected. Uh, this movie. Uh, oh, uh, Buster Keaton movie. And that would be the general and then there was one other foreign film in there. This is a bang up job you're doing right now. Thank you. The kid. <laughs> is it the kid? The the no, kids. I'm. I did. I did. I just control F one nine two, and I've got the kid, Metropolis, Sunrise, the Gold Rush, and the General and Ben Hur. Oh no, that's not Ben Hur. Ben Hur is number one ninety two. Sorry. I'm sorry, what were they again, Phil? Okay, so going from the bottom up, 140, we have The General, um, which is 1926. 133 yep, is The Gold Rush, 1925. Uh, Chaplin. Uh, Sunrise ni- uh, is 129, that's, that's 1927. Sunrise yeah. is the other one. And the Metropolis, 1927 at 107, and The Kid, 1921 at number 97. Another Chaplin. Yeah. Yes, five movies. Uh, Chaplin, Keaton, uh, Fritz. Good old Fritz. Good old Fritz. Yeah, that's just like a fun little fact of that from the 1920s. Yeah. 
There's our show for this week. <laughs> we have been Let the Right Films In. Nah, but we are Let the Sly Films In now. Yeah. Uh, moving forward. Uh, thank well, you, Well, we Phil. have been Let the Right Films In. We are now. <laughs> we are now. Let we are the... no longer the knights who <laughs> Next week, over the top. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Phil, for joining us and for your eternal patience with how long it took us to pull this episode together. But um, uh, no thank you for your insistence on Gem and the Holograms. And the anime is Gemma. bad. And, oh, anime is bad, but... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right, so... Thank you for having our, me again. No problem. Our weekly rundown of social media links. If you are at all interested in being on this podcast or you want to drop us a line that is longer than 140 characters... You are at all times free to email us. The email is ltrfipod at gmail.com. Tyler and I both have access to that, so be aware that whatever you send will be probably read by both of us. The most fun and interactive way to get a hold of us is to reach out to us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash ltrfipod. It's a lot of Tyler being silly and me randomly popping in to make jokes about Chris Evans. You can uh-huh. find us on Facebook where we post links to things. Uh, that is facebook.com slash let the right films in. In the vein of posting more fun things, we have a Pinterest and a Tumblr. The Tumblr is let the right films in dot tumblr dot com. The Pinterest is pinterest.com slash LTRFI. Maybe. Both of those are used to post uh, movie posters, gift sets, cool stuff like that. Our Tumblr does have all of our show notes where you can find links and just like timestamps and stuff like that. And no Chris Evans ever. That's a lie. <laughs> we are currently now doing a newsletter every week through Tiny Letter. You can sign up for that uh, at tinyletter.com slash LTRFI. That's just uh, the weekly roundup of movie news and links and interesting stories that we care about. And No Chris Evans there ever either. <laughs> Finally, we are available on iTunes for your rating and reviewing pleasure. We appreciate the people that download the episode from there every week. If you are for some reason unable to do that, we are also available on all of your favorite podcatcher apps, such as Stitcher, Podbay, Overcast, all that cool stuff. So, that is basically our show this week. Woo. Uh, we hardcore signed out with this last week, but as you may remember, Jurassic World is a terrible movie and always will be. Mm-hmm. Also, The Revenant. Also, Pitch Perfect 2. Damn. Also, most of the Eli Roth movies. <laughs> also, was there no Chris Evans corner this week? There was not. Also, goodbye. plot of the division is black friday ended humanity because somebody poisoned money (laughs) and the u.s has sleeper agents all over the all over new york and the u.s who it pulls in when shit goes south so they fly in all these uh sleeper agents and you're supposed to kill unnamed men in hoodies are you fucking kidding me no 
Oh so, my God. so, but that's not even, that's not even what got me that, that was like, wow, you picked a really bad time to release this, but what, what gets me about this game? All right. So there are, um, when you do your character, this is a, like an online MMO game. So you're playing with a bunch of other people. So you'd think that, you know, you'd want to stand out from all the, uh, you know, all the other players. So you can choose first between male or female. Yeah, easy, easy enough, you know, the normal. And then um, in that, you have facial presets that you can take. So I picked female, and I have eight facial presets. I have a teenage white woman, a teenage black woman, a teenage Hispanic woman, and a teenage Asian woman. I also can choose a middle-aged white woman, a middle-aged black woman, a middle-aged Hispanic woman, and a middle-aged Asian woman. So... In that, when you pick your preset face, you then go in and you are given five hair options. Oh no. <laughs> five hair options. Just five. So you get, um, for all of them, you get bald, slightly less bald, crew cut, slightly longer crew cut, and then you get the uh, thing that makes you stand out a little bit. So white ladies get ponytails. Hispanic ladies get faux hawks. Asian ladies get that stereotypical Asian bob cut that, that you know, all Asian women are, you know, <laughs> yeah. have, apparently. And black ladies get tight buttons. Oh and that's God. it. That's all the hairstyles you get. And you can only choose certain hairstyles if you play a certain race. I have to say I was kind of worried that black lady was going to be, like, giant, terrible Corners afro or, or something. Yeah. yeah. No, no, they were they were at least nice about it. Uh, I didn't look at any of the men, but I know that the men get also facial hair. Ooh. But if you go on from that after you choose your preset face and one of your five hairstyles, <laughs> you then get the chance to choose between 28 neck tattoos what yes you you have no eight different faces five different hairstyles and 28 neck tattoos not even facial oh. like just neck tattoos oh my god and 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 the Does worst part is money? yeah Fuck. I, I paid 60 bucks for it oh my god Get but your it's money it's back. it's free to play it's not like WoW where you pay 60 bucks and then you pay a fee every month. <laughs> and then you keep um, paying yeah. 60 bucks. But, so, so what gets me the most about this, besides the obvious, like, how could you do this, <laughs> is these are supposed to be sleeper agents who were just normal people in the U.S. But and they all, they have, all neck have neck tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this is the greatest uh, game of our generation, holy shit. I'm so mad. Yeah, Black Friday ends humanity because we poison money, kill people in hoodies, and... Everybody has a neck tattoo. Yeah, everybody has neck this tattoos. This is the best future I could ever envision, honestly. I know! So... New York shut down, you run around stopping people from looting, and then loot their, loot their dead bodies. It's amazing, I don't understand why. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's It's... Oh my god. <laughs> like... It's fun, I suppose. Like, I'm enjoying myself when I play it for, like, gameplay-wise, but god, it's <laughs> but, so yikes. bad. And then, and then my favorite part, and this will be your favorite part, too, all the bad guys call me sweetheart. Oh my god. When, when, they're, when they're fighting me. I mean, it's better than 
you know, them shouting bitch all the time. I'm gonna but gnaw my own arm off. It's just like, sweetheart, and I'm just sitting here like, games have only ever used enemies calling the good player bitch or sweetheart. Like, I've never heard any other, like, and, and there's no variation on it. It's all sweetheart, or there she is, or get her. I... <laughs> There are so many more words. Chewing my arm off. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Titanic flute video that's the recommended video is pretty funny too but Ben and I watched it last night but we don't have time for that right now oh, okay apparently we do have time for it right now <laughs> this is it's like the the 20th century fox with the flute <laughs> why is instruments being played badly so funny do the one that I just linked. <laughs> oh my god, okay, Tyler, go on, we gotta start. No, Wait, no, that, the, just the, I have to do the one that... Do the one that I just linked. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Tyler, look at this. What is, what is this? I'm pulling it up. Okay. Oh god, pull the Bitter to Explorer. No! No! <laughs> Skype, why do you do this? <laughs> Alright, well, in 50 years from this load... <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be it.